0: In the spring of 2021, Mickey Weems was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer and was given six to 12 months to live. This episode was recorded in August of 2022. My name is Donna Blanchard. While we recognize that Mickey is dying, we'd like to welcome you to another day of his life. Welcome, Mickey Weems. Thank you for being here.
1: Happy to be here.
0: I'm really grateful for for our conversations. Thank you for sharing this. You know, we had. Um, uh, Susan, one of her many talents, is she's uh, handling PR for us. She got this wonderful interview for the uh, Hawaii Herald. And that reporter, I know, spoke with you and then asked for some quotes from the team. And I, my quote included about all three of you that I'm so glad we're on this journey together. It's your journey. <laughs> And it, after I I wrote it and I sent it in and then I saw it again when Susan sent the sort of recap of everything. And I thought. We are all here for you and we feel like we're on this journey with you. We only are to an extent. Uh, and I, I wonder, we'll get back into it maybe this will segue into the conversation we had in the last episode that I want to make sure we continue but do you feel like you are on this journey with other people or is this your journey
1: I'm an evidence kind of guy yeah and I knew once I got the medical aid in dying uh medicine that can take me to the you know they can kill me um I knew that when I had it, that there was part of me that wanted to go fairly quickly. Did not want to stick around very much, um, but it was the love of my friends that brought me back. So, in doing so, they whether they like it or not, whether you and Susan and James like it or not, you are part of this journey now because you're part of that process that that's keeping me here. Mm-hmm. So what you said, I did. There was no reaction when you said, I'm glad we go on this journey together. All I had was like warm and fuzzies. I had no reaction. Oh, well, that's not necessarily true. No, it was 100%. The one that I usually have a reaction, and people do this all the time, and they do not realize how much it grates on my nerves. Um, They talk about my situation. That says, well, we are all dying. Oh. Don't. (laughs) Granted, okay, that, that to me, that is the equivalent. And I know they don't mean it this way. But for me, that is the equivalent of all lives matter. You know, this is a very specific situation. And now if somebody themselves is going through a similar situation, let's talk. If they are not, then do not try to claim something that is not yours yet. It will be. You know, we're all guaranteed that. But yeah, but I, I would have people be a little more aware of that because I will. I, I try not to ever correct them because they don't. They don't mean badly by it. But just oh they god, Donna, why do you think that gets on my nerves so much?
0: I'll tell you why it gets on my nerves. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't know what... So you say things that surprise me all the time, but I can at least tell you that I know people who are um, who cannot relate to the world by listening to your story. They have to make it their story. And I mean, it's part of narcissism that if I say, oh, I had the worst day. Oh, me too. But I don't want to hear about your worst day. I want to hear, I want you to hear about my worst day. That's why I brought it up. So my, and nobody can know where you are right now. And nobody can know where I am when I say it's my worst day. So it would get to me, I would think, can't this just be about me for a minute? can't can't we just be here with me in this moment what, what do you think about it
1: um i also think that that's their way of processing death which is why i should never ever criticize them for saying it i think they're working it through in their own heads and they're speaking it out loud and that's perfectly okay just because it gets on my nerves does not mean that it's bad or evil or anything this is something I just got to kind of like, you know, grip my teeth and say, eh, okay. One time I did kind of react and I, I was not happy with myself because hmm. the person did not deserve the reaction that I gave them.
0: I know that y- your body is changing. You're, you're going through a lot of things. And, uh, are you able to forgive yourself for things like that?
1: That's getting easier. I, It's changed from not forgiving myself to just being irritated with myself. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Do you mind sharing what you did say to that person who said that we're all dying?
1: It's a good friend of mine who is intellectual, and he likes to jump in, and he loves to opine, much like me. And he said, yes, I was talking about the process of dying. I was saying this, how that gives me a unique perspective. He said, well, we're all dying. And that that just... it's, it's as if I had just, to me, it sounded like I had just said nothing, that he had discounted the entire premise that I was trying to set up for him so he could see that this is something that unless you are in it, it's really, I or have been in it, I should say that too, unless it's in your memory of having gone through it, then you really cannot say too much about it. That, that's my opinion, you know, and, and if someone disagrees, fine. But that that's that's where I hold to it. Yeah. Once again, I'm an experiential kind of guy.
0: It, well, yes, and you have a lot of wisdom to offer at this point in time because none of us the three of us haven't gone through this. We uh, I I have not even watched anyone walk down this road before. So there, there's a lot of wisdom to be gained there. And I understand it's not only nar. Uh, it's not only narcissists who can only relate through their own experiences and i know there are people who say oh yeah i understand because they want you to feel that kinship
1: which uh, is why i should not be um can, can i say the the slang word for penis on the show yes okay yes, so which yes. means all, all the more reason i should not be a dick
0: yeah it's probably uh more acceptable to say dick than penis. <laughs> Oops, have more trouble with that word. I don't have a problem with either <laughs> one of them. Uh, I I hope that you know. I feel like um, a friend of mine uh, is very close with someone who has chronic pain, and that person can get really difficult to be around. And my friend just tries to be a support, but sometimes it gets to my friend as well. And so I have uh, been learning through that. Yeah. If you're in a lot of pain, it's hard to not, uh, um, say and do things that maybe you would regret that you did. But I want, I want to say to you, I guess that I hope that you will not feel that regret and recognize that you might say something because you're in a place where you needed to say it. You need to pff, let off some steam or, you know, and, and everybody is more forgiving than you are. Yeah. That's all
1: that's, that's, that's true. Um, Something else happened Sunday night, Sunday night, Noel and I went and had um, a few drinks over at the gold coast, one of the gold coast Coast hotels. Okay. Wonderful place. The bartender made me uh, this horrible drink and I call it horrible because I loved it too much. It's uh, chocolate and coffee, and it was absolutely delicious. And I had three, which was a huge mistake. <laughs> um, then after that, I said, "Would you like to go see the fire dancers?" Because by, by the time we left the bar, it was dark, and it was Sunday night. And they always have something going on at, at um, Kapiolani Kapilani Park, uh, right there, right, right by the ocean. So we went, and she saw it, and she was she was enchanted by it, as just as I am. When you watch people dancing with fire. Either they're using uh, a staff with two ends on fire or they're using a dragon staff, which has five things on fire and it spins um, oh. or they're, they're It's this other ones where it looks like the, the, you know, the poi balls that the, the Maori use mm-hmm. those on fire. There's all these variations of things on fire that people are dancing to. And the house music, which had a kind of like, you know, esoteric feel to it had like East, like a South Asian vibe to it um was working for me i was just standing there and dancing yeah so that that was right after feeling for a while before the drinks a feeling that everything was starting to hurt again but it's amazing and i would say this to my friends that are that have cancer seek out those things that give you the energy that pushes the pain aside pleasure can do that for me Pleasure can push the pain aside to the point where it doesn't disappear. It never disappears, but where it becomes a background noise and it's not that important anymore. And even though it may be just temporary, it might be an hour, it might be 15 minutes, whatever amount of time um, that can really help.
0: I think that we do. not Yeah. I, uh, thanks for that. I feel like we don't often enough really give enough credit to those little joys that, that we can get and how much it changes our chemistry. Yeah. At least for a little while. I, I want to get back to something we talked about in the last episode and you sort of toward the end of that, you dropped the bomb that (laughs) you feel like this cancer is the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty mind blowing. It has changed. You, You say that Uh, Am I correct? Because it has changed your life and your connections in positive ways?
1: It, It has shifted me into a position where everything, everything in my education suddenly comes to the fore. Everything that I have been preparing myself for, from lifeguarding to Marine Corps to teaching, it's all become, it's all playing a role in who I am now and how I react and how I talk to people everything is being accessed I have never been fully engaged with my past the way that I am now
0: what I'm hearing is that you are at this point you're able to use all of those uh, all of them
1: Yes, I'm able to use it all. And the cool thing about it is people are responding to it. It, it is effective. It, is, um, it functions. It works. And that's, that's just absolutely marvelous. Because they've all been inside me. And I just figured I would die with them all inside me. That they would never come out. Well, now they're out playing. Yeah.
0: Is it easier for you to ask for things now?
1: Only under the condition that I give so i try to make it a not necessarily a bargain but a barter or an exchange
0: and the, you know the reason i ask that is because you you're you are living with you're living in complete honesty you have no end game other than your game is coming to a close here in this <laughs> yeah. experience and you you want to do that with as much love Uh, as possible so uh, it it is magnetic and also you you need things now that you didn't you didn't need to have a kickstarter before yeah uh you know that that sort of thing and i i feel like uh you know uh for anyone listening who doesn't know this i manage a theater and someone has said um, oh, we're going to ask volunteers to do this. Well, what are we going to do for them? And my answer is usually something like, create theater. <laughs> you know, being it is, is enough. And I think um, maybe I can just speak for other people now when I say, Mickey, if you need to ask for something that is maybe beyond what you would have asked anyone for two years ago, you can.
1: I'm real careful about that because um, then it, then the message could come out uh, um, snake oil. None of this is real; it's a scam, and I want to make sure that nobody makes nobody makes that assumption.
0: I mean, you're eventually gonna prove it. Inshallah. What does that mean again? I remember you saying it, but I can't remember. God what it willing. <laughs> oh, and, <laughs> you.
1: and hopefully, uh, I mean, I, I do. I do. People do favors for me all the time. Some, you know, most of the time it's without me having to ask for anything. So if I cannot pay them back and I tried different ways to pay them back, um, then I try to give more to others where I will expect absolutely no reward. Like the the young man, uh, I, I mentioned this to you guys earlier. I'm walking home from the gym and this young man walks past me and then he stops and he says, are you from the podcast? And I went, oh, <laughs> uh, how did you know? And he says, well, I've listened to your podcast. And I said, well, and I, said I think I've met you before. He said, I don't think so. He said, I'm from Hawaii Island. I said, Really? So that, that in itself was interesting that this perfect stranger who I never knew is um, that, that it's, it's reached his ears. Uh, so we started talking and he found out that he had no experience with death. He had no near death experiences. And he included this too. I've not done psychedelics that gave me that. Cause yeah, I, I hear that a lot among like the, like, like the people that I know uh, in the dance community that, uh, oh yeah, when I was on EMT, um, I, my mind was lifted, right? Uh, that, that different psychedelics can bring you to that point. Shrooms or, or acid or is this a, is it, not EMT. That's emergency medical technician. I didn't. I have no idea. Oh, oh. DMT. DMT, I, don't really, I don't
0: know what that is. Either. DMT,
1: I think is a derivative from ayahuasca. Oh. And it apparently causes people's mind just expand. Um, so I found that amusing that he brought that up as, as, as a legitimate source for finding these things out. But for a lot of people, it is. Um, and that's, that's what they got. And that's what they cling to, right? Uh, I said, you have not had the experiences I have. So there is no reason for you to assume that the afterlife is going to be anything other than a disaster, because that's the way our bodies are made. You know, we are, we're, we're expected to survive. We do everything to survive. I still do that, right? So I said, I said the one thing I, one thing I can tell you is this. And the one thing I left him with is I said, you have nothing to be afraid of. And I think that from the tenure of the conversation and the connection that he and I had developed during that brief time, I think that meant something to him for somebody just to tell him that saying, well, I've seen these things and here's what I can report back. You have nothing to be afraid of. If if I could give a message to anybody out there in our podcast, that's my message to you guys. If you need it, if you need this message, you have absolutely nothing to be afraid of.
0: I want to believe that so
1: that's something yeah well for you being the doubting person you are which i completely relate to
0: uh, i know i'm so, i'm sorry sometimes to be that person but i gotta be real about it
1: don't don't yeah. that's that, that that's your relationship with the universe for you at least i give you the the option of somebody saying it who you say might know what the piece f- oh <laughs> <you> <laughs> <laughs> that knows. one i'm so say. sorry <laughs> Yeah. who might knows what the hell he's talking about just might maybe knows what he's talking about and so that they can kind of rest in the back of your mind and, and be a, at least a source of I, I would find it a source of entertainment yeah you know best you know for, at the at, at the very least
0: did you see the, you know the movie tombstone yeah so at the end of doc holiday's life earlier on in the film they talk about the end and seeing you know the the beautiful ending and he doesn't believe it and then at the very end he's looking at his feet and says oh well you will you look at that with no explanation other than there's something he didn't expect that he's seeing now so i i guarantee you mickey when i get to the end i'm gonna be thinking oh mickey was right or wait mickey said this Am I, is that the truth or Mickey? (laughs) We'll see (laughs) what I end up saying. I, uh, that's really awesome that you had that experience with a guy from the island of Hawaii too. That's, Mm -hmm. that's cool that people are listening and being moved by these conversations. That's what, that's what I'm hearing is that it's, it's difficult for some people to listen to. And Hey, let me tell you, it's sometimes it's difficult to have the conversations and, keep my mind where it needs to be for these because sometimes you say things and it just sets off a whole new uh cerebral pathway for me uh but i think what we're doing is really important and i'm glad to hear that it's getting out there in the world uh ah three minutes thanks james um yeah james what's your problem james (laughs) where do you think So following up on our conversation from the last episode, when we Mm -hmm. talked about the pandemic, where do you think you'd be right now coming out of the pandemic? If the cancer never happened.
1: I have no idea. I have that. That's. I don't know. Um, But following another, another line of thought. So I don't lose this. uh, May I have a message for, for our Christian friends?
0: Of course. Absolutely.
1: Okay, for our Christian friends, I would want to tell you this. Um, if Jesus is going to help you get there, awesome. But from what my perspective, he is not necessary. And this is going to upset some people because they, they truly do believe the only way you can get there is through Jesus. And I thought, well, you know, if that's the only way you can get there, sure. Uh, but it's, I, think, I think that Jesus is, would, 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 would love the fact that I'm saying this because then... Um, too much of that puts a, a a dark side to Jesus that is not very pleasant. That um, is coercive. That is exactly the opposite of the invitation to a banquet. It's more like a more like a demand, so that you don't get thrown into the pits of hell. That's not really a. <laughs> uh, that is not. First of all, that's not the Jesus I know, and second of all, I don't think it's helpful at all. The bible says something interesting jesus says i am the good shepherd i know my sheep my sheep know me uh, that uh, if you ask a sheep about theology a, a sheep will not respond right but if you show the sheep the shepherd the shepherd the, the sheep will respond immediately so i'm assuming that jesus uh, the, the jesus that they are speaking of is this i don't want to just say a force is an existence that is so huge that whether or not you have seen a Bible, whether or not you've ever been exposed to it, you're going to instantly recognize. Oh, hey, I know you.
0: Mm.
1: Anyway, I'll just leave that.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, uh, having been having raised been raised as a fundamentalist, there is definitely this sort of the visage of the Christ that is peaceful and all knowing not the old testament god the uh, uh the embodiment of all of the new testament that, that yeah. uh,
1: that's interesting please don't make him a bully please don't do that
0: yeah who's that old testament <laughs>
1: hey um and you um, you know how i am about that when it comes to the jewish side so i would totally defend that but yeah. i'm not going to do it now
0: Okay, because now we have five seconds left. So thank Mm -hmm. you very much for being here, Mickey. (laughs) Aloha. Aloha. I'm Donna Blanchard. James Charisma is our producer. Susan Wright is our content advisor, PR agent, and support team member.
1: Music generously donated by Kainani Kahanaele from her Hoku Award-winning album, Waipunale.
0: We're all here to support our friend Mickey and help him help all of us to learn about living while dying.